I am glad you're here. Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. My name is Blake Lindsay. I am pleased today to bring you a recording of Zig Ziggler speaking from his heart about his spiritual views. He has learned how to look at the Bible and use it to encourage him. And he shares with you how you can use Bible verses as an encouragement to you. Let's listen in to Zig Ziggler. We turn again to the book of Matthew. And this time we go to the uh, sixth chapter, the 31st through the 34th verses and here's what they say therefore do not worry saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for after all these things the gentiles seek for your heavenly father knows that you need all of these things but seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you therefore do not worry about tomorrow For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. In other words, you got your hands full today. Uh, You know, know you're staying up night worrying. God's going to be up anyhow. And you just simply must have that trust. Now, you know, we had a tornado warning in Dallas uh, yesterday in this area. And as I got to listen to the warning about the tornado... I thought about lightning because there were a few lightning uh, flashes as well. I got to thinking about floods and uh, earthquakes and all of those things. And as I thought about those things, it occurred to me how completely helpless man really is. There's nothing we can do about any of those things. And really, if we trust God, we get uh, and set uh, the right objectives, then we have a lot of help. I love this acronym for goals. What are goals? That's godly objectives which assure lasting success. Now, a lot of times I've had people ask me as I talk about uh, being happy and being healthy and all of those things. They say, well, now, Zig, what does the Bible say about all of those things? I am writing a book, and it's going to be about claiming God's promises and embracing my responsibilities. And when I first conceived of this idea, based on uh, some other writings I'd been doing, and I got to pondering it, I realized that the 23rd Psalm, of course, is biblical self-talk, first person, present tense. Uh, I go to church and I hear these beautiful hymns, and many of them are in the first person, present tense. And I started thinking, could we take the Bible and put all of it in first person, present tense? And I really got excited about that, and uh, I got so excited, I started writing on it, and then I got even more excited, and I said, you know, I wonder, am I trying to uh, maneuver the Bible? Am I trying to make it say something that it does not really say? And I sent about 15 pages to our pastor and three or four other theologians whom I greatly love, trust, and respect. And they said, absolutely not. You simply are saying what God is saying, and you're just putting in the first person present tense. 
Now, for example, one of the things I'm doing, as you'll see in a moment, I combine two or three verses in some of this. For example, if you were to take Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, you take it out of context, it simply is not true. For example, I cannot rob a bank through Christ who strengthens me. I think you'd agree with that, all right? Now, but if I put the Lord's Prayer in there and John 1.12 in there, and then it will say, as a child of God... With the mind of Christ, I can do all things in God's will who strengthens me. Now, you see, that makes it an entirely different thing. Now, let's read some things here about uh, some of the things I've done. What does it say about happiness? Well, in the Psalms, the 84th Psalm, the fifth verse, I am happy because I am strong in the Lord. And want above all else to follow his steps. In Proverbs 3, 5, 7, and 8, I trust and reverence the Lord and turn my back on evil so he directs me, gives me success, and gives me renewed health and vitality. Probably the thing that's mentioned or observed most and said to me most as I speak around the country is where on earth do you get all of that energy? Well, the Spirit, Holy Spirit, gives me a lot of energy. And this stuns people when I say this, but one of the reasons I have so much energy is I listen to what I say. Now, that might sound just, uh, uh, you know, a little vain until you, until you hear the rest of the story. You see, the reality is what's happening to you right now is you're being energized physiologically. When you hear exciting information, according to Dr. Forrest Tennant, of a motivational nature, your brain is literally flooded with neurotransmitters, dopamine, norepinephrine, serotonin, uh, uh, all of those good things. So you are physiologically energized, and that's exactly how you, you think I could talk this loud and not hear what I'm saying? I mean, it really, it, it really works on the person who's doing the talking. Proverbs 3, 16, 22, My God-given wisdom gives me a long, good life, riches, honor, pleasure, peace, and living energy. I got to tell you, I get excited when I start looking at what God uh, offers to us. Psalm 63, 7 and 8, I am secure. Underneath the protecting shadow of God's wings and his strong right arm. Then I combined 1 Corinthians 2.16 with Galatians 5.22 and Matthew 7.12. My theologians say this is perfectly in biblical correctness. As a child of God, with the mind of Christ, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and a follower of the golden rule... I have an eternal friend, a host of earthly friends, and marvelous family relationships. In Isaiah 26, 3, I trust you, Lord, and my thoughts often turn to you. So I am in perfect peace. And in Psalms 24, 14, I enjoy becoming wise, so there is hope for me, and a bright future lies ahead for me. Now, why do we need to study our Bible? Why do we need to be in God's house of worship? First of all, this is where you need to be because there's an old saying which is so true. 
uh, the Bible will keep you away from sin, or sin will keep you away from the Bible. Now, the reason you need to be here, if you're a Christian, you can be a good example to others. If you're not a Christian, you need to be here searching and looking, how do you get to know Christ? But we all need encouragement. And the reason you come to class and come to church is you get the word of encouragement. Besides, you're associating, you know, with people like-minded who are ambitious, who are morally, though we're not saying that all Christians are perfect by any means. Not a one is perfect, as a matter of fact. But the chances of finding the right kind of people in church are dramatically better than they are in the bars. Now, it's true you might find an occasional uh, good person, you know, that frequent the bars on a regular basis. But as a good friend of mine used to say, you know, occasionally you'll find a good biscuit in the garbage can. But that really isn't the place to look, okay? If you are curious to hear more of the scriptures turned into first-person positive encouragement, then you'll want to visit Ziegler.com and subscribe to the free weekly email called Faith Daily. Each week you'll receive a full week of Bible verses meant to encourage and inspire you. I hope you have been given an idea today during this podcast to explore for yourself what the Bible has to say to you. And until next week, I'm Blake Lindsay, and I want to encourage you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. 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 Inspiring true performance.